0: Yo, what's up, my people? How are you all? Hope you're enjoying the shows, and if you are, why don't you um, let us know? It's kickback underscore nadam on Instagram and on Twitter. You know, we do love your feedback. And also, make sure to subscribe to the show. We don't want you to miss out on any episodes. Yes, I know, it's pretty much every Friday that we release stuff, but we've been known to try and keep you on your toes and release a midweek every now and again. But in all seriousness, thank you for listening, whether this is your first episode or you're 30 deep already. But now... Let's get to it. So he was supposed to have been the eighth guest of the show, but he forgot I was gonna call him and he went to the cinema instead, which was obviously very nice. He's one of the most gifted strikers to have ever played in the Premier League. He has over a hundred career goals. He's a Champions League winner, a league winner. And today he's making his first ever podcast appearance, but don't expect him to be nervous. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy my conversation with the man that is, Mr. Daniel Sturridge. Hello, Daniel. How are you?
1: Chief of B, also known as Trinadum. Nadum.
0: <laughs> oh, yo, calm, calm down. Calm down, calm down, calm <laughs> down. The people don't know about this, so please calm down, okay?
1: What's going on, man? What's going on?
0: Uh, I'm surviving, man. I'm surviving. Let me be completely honest. I've been looking forward to this for a while because, um, you know, you were supposed to be guest number eight, yet still here you are as guest number 32, 33.
1: Can't be guest number 32.
0: Well, you you were going to be higher up, but, you know, something happened. I don't know if you remember. I don't know. Okay, so just to clarify, let me just throw you under the bus to begin with, yeah? Because this is going to be the tone for the whole show. So we booked it in, we booked the time. I remind you the day before, I reminded you 12 hours before, and then an hour before. I just checked, say, oh, you're still good for an hour's time. And you said, oh, sorry, I'm just uh I'm just heading to the cinema uh yeah, I'm just outside now. So.
1: Chief, let me explain something. Go on. I thought we were just having a bit of banter. I didn't know this was a, a serious gig. A podcast. In a, a actual studio. Okay. And right. all this malarkey. Okay. okay. I okay. thought it was Chiefy and Studge. And the Mrs. Trump Chip, I that mean
0: No, Scott, stop, stop this. Stop this. Stop this. Okay. Let's be let's be let's make this very, very clear. In your lifetime, how often have you booked in banter? How often My have you lifestyle. said, okay, so in three days time, at this time, I'm gonna to speak to someone for banter, Look, and that's just banter.
1: It's it's I'm speaking to Chiefy B.
0: You. Um stop saying Chiefy B. People over here don't that's know about name? that. They don't know about it. Don't say it.
1: That's the only that's the only name I know you as? Don't
0: say it. No. <laughs> ah! <laughs> right, well anyway, let's let's get to it, yeah. So today's show um is gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna reminisce. But before we begin, I need right. to put some respect on your name, okay? Because from the first time that uh, we met and I was watching you as a player, you were definitely someone who always believed in their ability. And here we are now speaking and you have two FA Cups, one Premier League title, two Champions Leagues and over 100 career goals. So it seems you've done all right so far then, yeah?
1: I've done all right, man.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not bad, but I also can't Did believe I'm you're fair. 30 years old. I'm old. I know, man. You look weathered as well. You're tired. What? Man. You're tired.
1: <laughs> Honestly, full of it, man. Yeah,
0: like I don't know if this is you because of the pandemic or it's just this this is just you in general.
1: No. Look at my hair. Look at the state of me.
0: Look at the wrinkles as well. I've never seen pandemic don't, wrinkles don't, to be fair.
1: Don't say wrinkles on camera. That's
0: I think no, you've got you've got we've got a good internet. Me. We've got a good connection there. I can see the wrinkles. It can't be. Yeah, I can see my them. My
1: skin has been it's been Line controlled for the past five years. Ah,
0: Okay, cool. We'll call it delusion. That's fine. That's fine. But anyway, let's get to it, yeah? So, obviously, Mm -hmm. the show, a lot of the people who would be on today will be on because they know you as a player. And we're going to get to know you as a person. So, it's only Mm -hmm. fair as well, though, that we talk about your career as a player, yeah? And Mm -hmm. you've played for some of the biggest clubs in the world. And you've also played for Bolton, yeah? That did happen. But let's... uh, Let's I love set the tone to... By the way, I
1: don't disrespect Bolton like that. You've There's played for some of the biggest
0: clubs in the world and you've played for Bolton. But anyway, let's set the tone. Can you describe yourself as a player to say to people that maybe haven't uh, seen you play before?
1: Mm, I would say just attack minded. Um, I try to be. I try to just go forward as much as possible with the bar. Obviously, I play centre forward, but I'd say. I'm somebody who will look for defence, uh, splitting passes. I like to score goals, obviously. Um, try to try to be skillful, but I mean not like unnecessarily like skillful. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm, I'd say my main attribute would be goal scoring. But I'd like to think I have other things to my game that can help me be successful on the pitch.
0: And how about how would you describe yourself as a person?
1: I'd say ambitious, I'd say driven, um, quite relaxed, actually. I can be, I kind of keep myself to myself, to be fair. Uh Um, I wouldn't say I'm an introvert, um, but I'd say I've got a a small circle of people who I would say I I tend to be around the most, and, and other than that,
0: Alright, that's a loaded question by the way, yeah? So we're going to come back to that at a later point. So you keep that energy, okay, when I talk about something later. Yeah. But for Go now, on. yeah, we're going to talk about your um your career. But before we do, I'm going to chuck a story out there. So I remember the, one of the first times I saw you play um, was when you were in the academy. And do you remember who your strike partner was?
1: In the academy, um, Borley, wasn't
0: it? Yes, it was. And he scored a lot of goals as well. The two of you scored a lot I of didn't. goals.
1: Bawley's
0: sick, by the way. Sick but, I, shout out, David Ball. But I remember one thing yes, I enjoyed indeed. the most was when I was in the stadium. I think it must have been for a youth cup. And I mm. used to see Bali. He, he would run 10,000 channels a game.
1: 10,000 channels both. I
0: want to cross it in for you at the back. you just tapping. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
1: do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Listen, me and Bali, mate, we must have had... I think we played probably five or six... Um, tournaments like we were unbeaten in tournaments that age group. So it was myself, Borley, uh, Adam Clayton was playing, obviously plays for Borough now. Um, Marshy was there. We had Ben Me at the back, who's the yeah. skipper for uh, Burnley. Kieran Trippier played for us as well, who's at Atletico Madrid now. So we had to be fair, the team that team actually went on to have quite a few. Um, successful footballers in it to be fair so yeah, for sure. good times but Borley sure. was a good player so if you're suggesting that he set me up and let me tap them in then I'll take credit hey, for that listen
0: it's all I know is that by the time you left the academy he's probably 100 miles further ahead of you that's all I'm going to say you, were, you, fresh, that you Bally, were fresh you were know fresh headed to the pro League? leagues he looked a bit tired that's all I'm going to say but you both played the same position <laughs> it's <a> scandalous by the way it's
1: absolutely scandalous listen just man. own
0: it it's fine just own it it's cool man it's cool, if that's over. what you're
1: suggesting. I'll just take
0: it on the chin. Ah, okay, cool. I respect that. So, let's talk about your teams now. Yeah, but we're going to talk about them in a way where I'm going to ask you specific questions, and mm-hmm. the questions going to roll over to every team now. Yeah? Yep. So, the first question, uh, mm-hmm. in fact, we'll talk about Man City first. Yeah, yes. So, in all your time there, uh, who were your favorite teammates and why?
1: favourite teammates yeah. in terms of anything as you people want or as players uh,
0: both if you want
1: alright as it. players as players I'd say I enjoyed playing with um, the players I mentioned before yeah. obviously when I when I wasn't in the first team um, those guys were guys I grew up with so I had a great relationship with um, and then when I moved into the first team environment, obviously yourself, uh, Micah, um, Stevie Island, kind of the guys who came from the academy. Yeah, yeah. And we'd all kind of grew up together. So the banter for me coming over into the first team environment, I didn't feel. Sometimes as a young player, you can move up into the first-team environment and feel like, oh, like yeah. I'm a little bit on edge here. I feel alone, I feel lost. Whereas when I came over to the first-team training ground as such, at first when I was with the reserves and i trained with the first team every now and again, I felt at home straight away because I had yourself, Micah, Stevie Island, um, Ish was over there, Derives the for South from Birmingham, yeah. obviously, so he helped me out a lot. Um, so it, it just made me feel at home. So I'd say all of you guys, really, to be honest, I, I didn't, I wouldn't say there's one special person yeah. that stands out. But I just feel we all had such a great relationship because we all grew up together. Yeah. It made things easy for me, and, and I enjoyed it a lot.
0: And who were the best players throughout your time there? Tell me if you had to pick the best three.
1: Best three, I say Stevie Island for sure. I loved playing with Stevie just felt like he was on my wavelength yeah, I'd yeah. say you know when you go on the pitch and you just feel like for you as a center half when you play with with a partner who you know like all right yeah, cool yeah, if yeah. I'm yeah, if yeah. I go this way he's he's going to cover me a little bit or yeah, if I'm out of position he's going to come back and vice versa yeah I felt like Stevie playing in midfield I'd make a run and I'd expect the, the ball would be where I'm yeah, going to go yeah. I get you um so I'd say him for one I would say um a toss-up between Elano and Robinho. I'm not too sure. And I'd say, because I was a young player growing up, I was kind of like, I believe I'm good enough and I believe I should be here. So playing with those Brazilian players made me feel like that. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of respect for them, but I also saw them as like, as a young player, it is competition because yeah. you've got to realise, although... You look up to these guys, and when Rabino came, I think we all were in awe. We were like, yeah. "Rabino's like, here! Like, it's crazy!" Is at Real Madrid. So I'd say him a toss-up between him and Elano because they both were just really technical players. And the last one, mm, I'd say Vass. You know, yeah, yeah. I'd say Vass. I think Vass just um, helped me out a lot. Made me feel at home made my life easy because having someone from your city, someone who kind of thinks like you and kind of he'd played for England already, he'd yeah. done loads of things that I was trying to achieve. So he had the insight and he was he was he's already been there and done that. So to have to have somebody like him to to look up to, as well as Andy Cole, because Coley was there at the time. Uh-huh. Um so to have those two legends in the game it was it was a blessing for me
0: you know you mentioned a and on and i'm glad that you did because when mm. i truly 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 believed in everything that you were was around that time when they both came because there was always mm. this thing in my mind that whenever their teams were, were being picked if those two were going to be together the game was probably done in training but mm. you also fit into that because in that mm. spell in training i remember you were as good as them and I was like, nah, this this is. That's a uh, big compliment. Actually, nah, I, was, I remember that. thinking like this, like obviously we had Stevie and people like that as well. who were doing well, mm. but mm. their style of play was similar to your style of play. But the way that you mm. were as an Englishman, that's not the style of play which was ever encouraged. And I was yeah. like, why is this? Why is this guy fitting in with these two here? Does he have yeah. that type of flair? Like, what is this? I, I, yeah, I agree I didn't with enjoy that.
1: It's strange. It's strange to hear. You, well, it's good to hear you say that. It's not strange. It's good to hear you say that because that is a conversation I've kind of toyed with in my mind a lot in that English players growing up when we were growing up as kids I think it was keep the ball moving and you know one touch was one two touch was something that we were taught a lot something that the the coaches preached for us to do yeah um and I wasn't raised that way I was more skillful and wanting to express myself and things like that. And there were coaches along the way who did try and coach it out of me a little bit. Um, But I feel like there's that persistence. I think nowadays there's probably more of a positive attitude towards players taking more touches and the likes of players who are playing now, the Raheems, the the Rashfords, the Sanchos, you look at those guys and you say... Clearly, they've been coached in a way that's allowed them to flourish. Yeah. So um, it is a, it is a, an interesting conversation to have um, about English players and the style of play that we have in comparison to a Brazil or yeah, to a, sure. a I, Spain's tiki taka or whatever it may be.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think um, a little underline to, undertone here is the fact that the way that you were as a player, because you found success with it, maybe that's what inspired and opened the door for people that came behind. Because if there's no you, maybe there isn't another. Sancho or someone like that because we know traditionally what it's like to be a striker in England but as I say you were always different sometimes it benefited you because you were so different other times it hindered you because people don't like difference but the fact is that's who you are you owned it and like I say (laughs) a good few medals later I think you got a big smile on your face so things are alright I
1: have yeah bro exactly that man I think it is it is an interesting thing Um, that persistence and that self-belief I mean I'm sure you've gone through it in your career as well where you may be playing, you see yourself as I'm a centre-half, but yeah. then you put right back and you're yeah. thinking, yeah. you know, I have to try harder to, to play in this position. I can do it and I'm I'm going to be the best I can be and, and put my best foot forward. Yeah. And I feel like you always face adversity. Is that something that probably the listeners and viewers need to, to know as well? Is that as a football player... You have to be durable. You have to find ways in which to fit into a manager's style of play. Yeah, for sure. Um, because if you don't, then you, you just get left behind. It's just how it
0: works. 100%. So today, you are I think you might be the first striker of, that's played a few years that's actually been on the podcast, because I seem to be drawn towards defenders and goalkeepers. Mm. So this question I'm asking now is one which I've not really had to ask before, but what was your favourite right. goal while you were at City?
1: Um favourite goal I'd probably say my first um, my first goal which was in against Sheffield United
0: in the cup did we lose
1: yeah in the cup yeah
0: right okay
1: I'd probably say that one just because the feeling of scoring your first goal is a special one but it was a really good goal so not to to, you know blow my own trumpet but it was barring in listen if you want to
0: blow your own trumpet just blow your own trumpet it's
1: it's my favourite goal (laughs) I don't score many barring ins, right? I score goals, but the barring in is a specific type of goal that barring in and overhead kicks are two of the most special goals you can score.
0: Yeah, really. you know, I know all about that. You know, through my days, and through my years, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, yeah, exactly.
1: So we're on the same I mean, wavelength. You know what I mean? Were you a striker, by the way? Let's not. I'm just just throwing it out there. I'm just asking the question.
0: All I will say is that in the academy, yes, I was a striker. I was playing with Vishmel up front, and I did score a lot of goals
1: more than ish from what I heard but well, that's just throwing it out there I don't know if it's true or not but this that's is, what hey, I hey listen
0: it's, everything you said there is very true but I didn't say it so I'm going to let you own it mm-hmm. but yeah I've, exactly. I've heard that I've seen that I saw that for a lot of years but yeah this yeah it is what it is <laughs> um, so let's switch up switch up a bit yeah so we're going to talk about yep. we've talked about City so let's talk about would you rather talk about Chelsea next or Liverpool like with all due respect I won't either necessarily or, talk about or. Bolton and West Brom just because the people want all the tea from like the biggest clubs. And I respect that you okay. did really well there, but people, you know, they want Let's that. Let's go
1: in, in order then. So, Chelsea. Okay. Chelsea. So
0: who are your favourite teammates at Chelsea then?
1: Nico.
0: Nico and Elka. Say Nico Anelka. Yeah. Don't say Nico. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Nicholas Anelka. Sorry, everyone. This is his first um, time on the podcast, so um, he's clearly why, quite why nervous. I say, why I will say um, Nicholas Anelka is because to go back to when I first from when I first met Nico. I was a huge Arsenal fan growing up as a kid. I've yeah. always loved Arsenal. It's just who I am as a guy. Like the centre forwards who they've had over the years has probably been what most in their centre forwards have been the most inspiring for me in my career. So uh, Dennis Dennis Bergkamp, Thierry Henry, and Ian Ian Wright, those yeah. four specific guys. Yeah. So um, when I moved to Man City, and I was just sort of, you know, got there the first, say, five or six weeks of me being at the club. Barry Pointing at the time, obviously, you know Barry yeah. Point very well. Um, he um, had basically got me to train with the first team. So I'm like a 15-year-old kid who's, you know, joined the club, been at the club a couple of years. And Kevin Keegan's the manager at the time. And I'm just, tra- I'm training with the first team and I'm like, what, what's going on here? So yeah. there's Robbie Fowler, there's... Yeah. There's Nicolas Analka, And I'm thinking, like, oh my God, that's Nicolas Analka. Yeah. And I remember doing, like, it was a shooting drill. And I remember him passing me the ball every time it was his type turn to shoot. And I was just like, yo, this is mad. Yo, <laughs> like, yo, Nico's passing me the ball. So when I moved to Chelsea... I was like, I wonder if he remembers it was me. Because he obviously then moved on and, and moved on to um, other clubs after that. And I remember thinking, I wonder if he remembers it was me. And it was, four, I think, four years later or five years later. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're the kid from... And we started bantering. So I'd say he's probably some one of the one of the players who gave me a lot of advice. Yeah. And also, I was in awe of him because he was, was an alka yeah. to me. So it was just one of those things. I'd say Ashley Cole took me under his wing massively as an Englishman. Um, and he'd achieved so much in the game. Obviously, a different kind of mindset defender. Um, best left back I've ever seen, in my opinion, yeah. uh, for what, what he did in the game. And he was an unbelievable player. And he was a, a, a very good guy as well. Treated me with, like, made me feel so at home in the squad. Yeah. Um, I'd say... Didier and and JT, I think we said the senior players, honestly, they just made me feel, Okay. I couldn't have asked for any more from them, to be honest with you, because as a young guy, as you say, going into an intimidating dressing room, leaving from Man City to go to Chelsea at the time, you know, they were like, they'd won the Premier League a couple of times already, they were very successful, so I knew what I was up against, so it was was great for them to all make me feel welcome.
0: Okay, so I'm not going to ask for too many now again, but who would you say, if possible, the best player was?
1: At Chelsea? Yes. That's a tough question. See, this
0: is this is football privilege when you can think about that many players who were that elite. You know what I mean? Yeah, like most it's of the people are like, oh, it's this guy. Yeah.
1: It's a tough
0: question. Alright. I'd say. <sighs> ooh, ooh. See he's worried about throwing someone out, like ignoring people. No, out. I'm
1: not I'm not because I'm saying I'm it's why it's a difficult question is because it depends on what I want.
0: So what do you want? I'm not going to tell it you.
1: Because because it, it's a loaded question for me. I'll I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> you know what? This isn't a regular interview, right? This is me and you talking as yes, boys. Correct, so, yes, correct. Yes. So I'll give you I'll give you my reasons, just like if we were in person. Yeah, now yeah, we would talking yeah, going back and forth. Of course. I'll give you the I'll give you the long answer. If you're asking me who, which players if I was to, to get a team, which players I would want. Yeah. From leadership perspective and the qualities of players, obviously the spine of the team was always, you know, what it was. Yeah. The Lampsys, the Didiers, the JTs, the, the Peter checks, that was the spine of the team. So, But if you're saying, do you want one guy who's going to change? I think at the time, the very first season I was at Chelsea, Ashley Cole was the best player.
0: Was he? Yeah, okay.
1: Like the team ran through him, okay. and it's, it's strange saying that as as a left back. Yeah. But there was a sequence of passing which was always apparent, which would be ball would be played up. J T would get it. He'd pass it into midfield. Lampsy would play it back. Ash would be already going. Yeah. J T would play it first time. Ash is in behind. Cross goes into the box. It's probably going to be a goal. Yeah and that happens so often so I'd say that specific season Ash was unbelievable I think Frank Lampard is the highest goal scorer for Chelsea Football Club so to do that from midfield suggests he's probably the best player in Possibly the history of the club. Yeah. So if you're telling me to name one guy, yeah, I would have to go with Lamps. Yeah. Just, I just for that listen. reason.
0: I, I said one guy just to be horrible, just to get you to really think about it, because I could have said three yeah. and you could have named three. Could've yeah, I'd, I'd
1: have to go I'd have to go with Lamps because top goal scorer from midfield, even though it was on penalties. And I, but I think to go back-to-back season scoring 20-plus 20, 20 goals is unheard of from midfield. It's not a normal thing to, to happen.
0: All right, so how about your favourite goal there then?
1: Uh my favourite goal for Chelsea.
0: Look at this. He's got he's gotta think about it. This is so like this is a truly striker privilege. Like if you ask me that question, I'll tell you in ten seconds. I
1: scored a right foot I scored a right foot top bin. No you didn't. It might even have been against QPR as well.
0: In training then.
1: No, it wasn't. It was
0: nah,
1: in a game. No, 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 and no, 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 I don't want to make out because it might not have been QPR, but it, it, I think it was.
0: Listen, listen, get your facts no, straight it, before you put I it out there. Was it QPR think, or was it not?
1: I don't know. I can't remember.
0: Was I playing?
1: Well, you would have been, wouldn't you?
0: What score was it? What score was it? Do you know? How um, I, th- think,
1: I think it was QPR, but if it wasn't, I'd say that right foot goal stands out because I don't score many goals outside the box with my right foot. So okay. when I do score them, they stand out. So I'd say that one.
0: So with you, one thing I'll say before I go into the Liverpool is whenever I played against you and you was playing against you, it was always annoying because we're obviously friends and I want to go out there and I just want to just chop <laughs> you. you try
1: and banter with me though, Chief? There's no need for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to concentrate but, and you're ta- but, asking
1: how the family are and but, uh, all these things and I'm like, but, Chiefy, but, it, like, but, Daniel, but Daniel,
0: but Daniel, did it ever affect the way I was playing against you though?
1: No, 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 no. Definitely exactly.
0: Not. So it's good to see it. But then also I study you as a player, you know, the highlight mm. of my time playing against you, because usually you're playing for a team which might have been better than my team. So I'm usually getting slapped around by you. But it was one time when it was, um, when you are at Liverpool and you did mm. that trick where you do, you drag, you roll your foot over it.
1: And you knew what I was
0: going to do. I knew it was coming. So when and stood I'm so That's happy. Because,
1: listen, there's certain people that worked on, right? And like, you kind of know I'm, it's, it's happening today. Yeah. But again, funnily enough, just like you say, oh, when, when I play against you, I studied you and I knew, I knew, she's faster than me. I knew that and I knew going into the games, just like playing against you and playing against Michael over the years, growing up, I knew you guys were faster than me just from when we were kids. Yeah. So, I think I only became fast. I, I was never known for being quick. Yeah. That was I was always known for being skillful or being a goal scorer. Yeah. Pace was never high on the agenda. Mm-hmm. But I remember it got to a stage where I remember you texted me one time and you was like, "Sud, you need to stop with those Tyrion re- um, knock and runs." <laughs> and I remember thinking like, "Oh shoot! Like, I am starting to do things that I never used to do, yeah. which is like trying to use your pace." Because when I played against you guys, I knew this is going to be a one-twos, yeah. making runs in behind, trying to, you know, like, yeah. the usual things that would work wouldn't work against you guys. And it, I knew that when I got into the pitch as well. So it's, yeah. it's funny to hear you say
0: that. I was, honestly, I was so happy, man. When you did the trick, I was like, oh, what a relief. Because I went big as well. <laughs> if you didn't do it, you're just running straight through on goal. Oh, I was like, mate. Oh, thank you. You went there. So let's talk Liverpool now, yeah? So again, mm-hmm. who were your favourite teammates?
1: Um, Hendo sat next to him the whole time I was what, at the club what a guy. and we kind of grew up next week Jordan Henderson and yeah, for yeah. everyone who doesn't know who that is um, you know him very well as well yes. obviously from your Sunderland days great guy um, unbelievable teammate. Um, love him to pieces man like we grew up together playing in the youth ranks for England as well under 21s we played at Euros together um, and he was just someone that I fit in straight away so it, it, was, it was easy Stevie G made me feel very welcome and I was I remember sort of speaking to him at the England camp and he'd sort he of said it was probably a little bit of time before the January and he was like, you know, studge like um Liverpool's a good team, whatever, whatever, and I was like, oh sick, all right, cool. Like obviously explained what the club was about. Yeah. Like this time I wasn't at the team and it wasn't a, it wasn't a situation of him trying to like, yo, nudge, nudge, yeah, studge, yeah. get yourself over, but it was like there was obviously interest and everybody knew about it. And he was like, I I just asked him, like, what's it like at Liverpool? Because I like to ask players what their current club's like and what their situation is, how the gaffer is, blah, blah, blah. And he was someone who, again, unbelievable player. Probably, he's definitely top three. Wavelength wise, he might be number one for me. Some of the passes, I swear to you, some of those passes I got from Stevie. I remember one pass. Listen. (laughs) <laughs> Any young fans out there right now, I just want you to Google this one goal, this YouTube, this one goal that I scored against Fulham. I think it was 2013. It's the best pass a midfielder's ever. Chief, first time on the bubble. Yeah. This guy's rolling his eyes because I'm calling him Chief. That's your name? No,
0: I didn't roll. No, no, it's the camera except angle. It, it's because the camera's pointed a certain way. That's all it except is.
1: Accept it. You name's Chief?
0: <laughs> that, listen, I, I own it. I'm fine with that. I'm fine right, with that. All right, cool. So I'm anyway,
1: on the bounce, it was half a half volley outside the foot pass between four players. I'm running through one-on-one. <laughs> I bagged it, but I'm been posting in. But just some of the things that guy used to do on the football pitch, mate.
0: So I take it he was the best player then at Liverpool?
1: Yeah, it was between, it was between him... And Suarez for sure, but I'd have to go with I'd have to go with Stevie.
0: And what about your favourite goal?
1: Favourite goal? Uh, it's a toss up. It's a toss up. Oh, that's you know, it's a difficult question. That one is, you know, it's a difficult question. That one is. It's probably between. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one.
0: Again, this is striker privilege when you have to think about all your goals. Like, it must be nice.
1: No, because I love chipping keepers. That's something. You know how when we used to train back in the yeah. day, we used to try and chip Casper or, yeah. or, or Joe, Joe Hart, yeah. and they'd, kick, they'd catch it and volley it like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I know you about have to volley that. Yeah, yeah. It, like, yeah. as
1: far as possible. Yeah. Um, so I chipped to keeper against West Brom, and that probably made me feel the most they made me feel but the goal against Everton when I loved Tim Howard was probably the one that stands out the most because it was against Everton at home I think we won maybe four nil something like that Uh and I remember scoring that goal and just like the feeling of doing it was was unreal so I'd probably I'd probably go with that goal just because I remember it vividly and the, the feeling inside
0: okay so having looked online and stuff would you agree that your best season was
1: 2013-14? Absolutely, I'd say so. And I think that there's two seasons after that. I think I was top scorer in the team, um, but that 2013-2013-14 season, where we we we'd lost the league pretty much in the last three games, and I think that probably hurts the most. Still think about it to this day, and I think most of us still do. But that season was. Was probably was unbelievable and it felt great to to have contributed to the squad's um, success.
0: So how did you uh, feel then when you uh, were voted into the the PFA Team of the Year?
1: I was buzzing. It was it was a great feeling. Um, I was a little bit hurt though, to be fair. I'm not even going to lie because I felt as if I should have been young player. And uh. I think I think Hazard won it that season. But what I will say is. I think 23-24 are you considered young and that was the discussion that that was the discussion in in terms of what you know the guys at PFA were saying was I finished second and to be fair Eden Hazard had a great season but my numbers goals and assists were, were better and I felt as if I I, I did feel as if I deserved it that season but what a player he was and he had an unbelievable season that year
0: yeah for sure
1: Um, but I don't think I was a young player yeah that's probably what people don't consider you young when you're in the league for a long time isn't that like
0: what it's like with Kane a few years ago where he he could have been young player and senior player and
1: senior player and it's like if you're 24 are you still young player yeah so that was that was probably the but it was a huge honour for me to be in the the, voted in the squad by the players and um, I think that's the biggest nod as well. When when your peers actually vote for you, yeah. it is the biggest nod because you, you feel like you've got the respect of your competitors. So that was that was something that, you know, did stand out and made me feel really good.
0: Yeah, so you've talked about the team, but individually, like what went right for you that year? What made it so special?
1: I don't know. I just think it was clicking. I feel like um, the manager got the best out of me. Brendan was was an amazing gaffer. Tactically, he's unbelievable. And he just knew how to press the right buttons, um, and coached me very well, improved me as a player. And I was playing, I was played in multiple positions. I'd be on the right, I'd be on the left, I'd be centre forward. He'd play Suarez wide for a couple of games. I'd be up front, vice versa. There was no egos. We just flowed and we moved, and and, you know it went well.
0: So was that when was Sterling up there as well?
1: Raz was there. Raheem Sterling so, was there. Yeah. We had Coutinho, oh. uh, Philippe Coutinho, who was an unbelievable player as well. Like what a really, really talented. Like also another guy who could find a pass and would split defenses open, left, right, and center. So we had a very good squad.
0: Yeah. So that's the SAS with Coutinho behind and Gerrard.
1: Yes. This yes.
0: Must be nice. Um, yeah, it was, it was very nice. So for you to see if you can remember this so you got into that team of the year but how many players can you name from that team of the year
1: Hazard must have been in it yes Suarez would have would must have been up front because yes. he won the main player yes um, I'd have to say Stevie was in it as well yeah he was he was,
0: must yeah. have
1: been. He was. Um, see this is, got, look
0: at this guy only concerned about himself it's a team game uh,
1: Defenders that season Who was good in the back the bad That season now
0: I don't think you're getting I don't think you're going to get some of these
1: I'm not going to get any of them No
0: you you might get one Maybe two
1: One maybe two
0: Yeah because like I said An attacker usually only lives in their own head
1: well, Simon in there
0: No he wasn't ne- Next oh. suggestion Relax <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hi! It was a great guess though, wasn't it? No, it wasn't
0: because it was wrong.
1: All right, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, actually, I do know. Go on, then. David Silva
0: is incorrect. Next answer. Company. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, Pablo Zabaleta.
0: Incorrect. Try again
1: who's in midfield. Oh, Yaya yeah, yeah, Toure. Yeah, 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 Yaya yeah, yeah. Toure was in
0: there. I don't think um, you will get any more right now. I think you're done.
1: Watch me get one more right. watch okay.
0: this Well, you've you've got uh, five more to guess. So one out of five, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. but I'm
1: going to get one more, I
0: said. No, but that's like. <sighs> go on, go on then. See, you don't have a clue. You literally don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm literally so happy this yeah. is on video. You're right. This is you're the sound right. of a... this is the face of a man that's confused and trying to Hold make on. it up. Huh? Who's you Who's in there?
1: Was you in there? It's
0: <laughs> What the heck? So here are the people. Yeah. Do you, want, do you want to give up or do you want to keep guessing?
1: I want to keep guessing if I've got time.
0: You, well, listen, this is your time, not mine. Joe Hart. Is incorrect. Try again. Peter Cech. Is correct, yeah. Listen, just go through all the keepers if you want. It's fine.
1: Just name three keepers. <laughs> Was Ashley Cole in there? No, he wasn't. Wait, hold on. Left-backs that season, Leighton Baines... Nope. Uh, Ashley Cole.
0: I see what you're doing. It. You're just saying things like hoping it sticks. You're hoping it sticks. I'm not stupid. I can see. Um, there's a video here. I can uh, see you doing this. <laughs> I can, see, can. literally see you doing this. I, I give up,
1: man. I give up. I give up.
0: So it was Seamus Coleman at right back. Seamus
1: Coleman, right back.
0: Gary Cahill alongside Vincent Kompany. Oh, Luke Shaw, left back, and midfield was Steven Gerrard, Yaya Toure. Wait, hold and- I got- Oh, got one more got one more
1: got one more i know i know
0: who else was in it go on adam Lalana. well it's because i bet yeah but it's, i basically boom. said it don't boom. say boom don't say boom because you got one thing like boom. Right. boom pathetic this is a typical striker speaking of that let's talk about this next thing now so obviously i'm a defender you're an attacker yeah yep. i want to know what it's like for an attacker when they're actually heading into a game like what type of stuff is in your head because i can tell you about it as a defender it's just it's just a headache Like, here we go. I'm going to go and Uh, run around against someone for 90 minutes. I hope he doesn't twist me inside and out.
1: That's, that's, it's... See, I feel like when I go into a game, the one thing that I think every striker thinks about and if they're they're lying, if they say they're not, is scoring. That's it. Dependent on the centre forward, I think I'm a goal-driven striker. Yeah. Not all strikers are goal-driven. Yeah. Not all strikers goals don't make them tick, you know, there's, yeah. there's strikers who the manager will, will start them and there might be a better goal scorer on the bench but they'll play the manager because they'll play that, that striker because he helps the team yeah. um, flow better or he works harder or whatever it may be. I'd say I'm a goal-driven centre-forward so when I go onto the pitch, I, I'm i thinking in my mind, I'm bagging today <laughs> and that's what, that's what that's how I feel and I think unless you visualize and actually say to yourself and have that self confidence that and you see yourself scoring, you going into the game with your back against the wall unless you you actually, you know, feel you're gonna go and score. So that's probably what the one thing I'd say I go into the game feeling. Do
0: you know you guys are so lucky, like everything you said there is perfectly right, perfectly acceptable. But as the defender, like imagine if I'm just walking in, visualizing tackles or like going for headers. (laughs) Yeah, but that's Or like taking a block in the face.
1: I don't. I don't believe you're that type of guy. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're not the type of person that's going to think I'm going out there today, and I'm just going to crunch someone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I ain't got time
1: for that. You don't think. You don't think yeah. that. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas there are center, there are centre rafts who, like I've played against players, and honestly, the first two times I've touched the ball, both my ankles have been have been kicked. <laughs> like both of them. I had to come no. I remember a game we played against Coopeira away. Yeah, and I was playing for Chelsea. You were playing this game as well. Yeah, and um, I had to come off uh, because someone got sent off. Someone got a red card after 30 minutes, and your left back at the time is it Clint Hill? <sighs> yes, it was him.
0: <laughs> he's, listen, he's, to be fair to him, to Hilly, he's old school, so he's like one of those. Leave one on exactly him early. That,
1: old school soul. First two times I got the ball, I was playing right wing. From behind, the left ankle got clipped. Free kick, no yellow. Second time I got it, the left ankle got kicked, no yellow. (laughs) Both my ankles swole up within, I think, after the fourth kick (laughs) of him not getting the ball and him not getting a yellow.
0: It's a different game now, eh?
1: Ah, oh, different game now yeah but i remember that game really cuz the qpr stadium so enclosed yeah. as well the fans are so close here so yeah, playing yeah. on the wing there
0: yeah they're there. The think think they're there the fans are there the
1: fans are there the fans are mate they're close
0: yeah, yeah. It's, that, to I'm be talking fair, you
1: might get some ketchup on your shirt if you're <laughs> yeah, not careful to, from a hot dog or something
0: to be fair that's one of the things about that stadium when I was there and it was rocking it's incredible Like, mm. the, like it's, as you say people aren't like 20 feet away or 30 feet away nah nah yeah. if you want to take a throw in they might take the ball out of your hand
1: mm-hmm. they're
0: literally that close
1: mad close,
0: mad but, yeah, close. I, loved, I did love that to be fair so you said okay. something before uh, about how you're goals driven do you think yeah. for you then it's possible to have a bad game if you've scored
1: I've had loads of bad games and scored.
0: But would you call it a bad game in your mind if you have scored? Them? Yeah,
1: no, I've 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 come out of games. I remember um, one of the Liverpool staff members saying to me, "We we beat Tottenham four 0 and he was like, "Studge, I've come in coming from games and the teams won and like I've been upset." And he was like, st- "He said to me, Studge, this is the best one of the best games I've ever seen you play," and you, and like I didn't score, but in my mind it's like we won and I'm buzzing. But I feel like centre forwards. I think what makes you driven is that you want to you want to score. I yeah. feel like you don't feel as a striker. It's our job to score goals, yeah. so it's almost like if you get a clean sheet.
0: Yeah, I get what you saying.
1: Strikers don't necessarily feel like we're part of the clean sheet, but yeah. you defend from the front. Do you yeah, know what I mean? For sure. But when defenders and a goalkeeper get a clean sheet, it's high fives and it's like, get in there, boys. Like, lovely, clean sheet. Get your bonus, you buzzing. buzzing. Yeah. As a striker, it's like, when the team wins, obviously, if the team wins and we win 1-0 or 2-1, and it's like, if you don't score, but it was a tough game, it's fine. Yeah. But when you're winning 5-6-0... And you don't bag, you're like, why? So, you mean <laughs> to tell me we scored all these goals and I couldn't get one?
0: <laughs>
1: but I, I have left the pitch a lot of times, you know, scoring goals and thought, I had a mayor today. Yeah. I had a mayor. And I, and I know that. And I, I am, I am my, own, my own biggest critic, I would say, because I know when I've played bad, I don't need to be told, like, you, you played bad today. Yeah. I actually know, like, didn't have a good game. Well,
0: how about the flip of that then? How about if you score and you play well, but the team loses? How do you feel then?
1: Again, it's the same thing. I, I do I don't like that. I don't. I feel like you do feel like yeah. Well, I bagged, but we lost. So does it matter? No.
0: Well, you do you know what? Like that's that's. I think that's the noble thing to say. And like honestly like we no, do. No, I think... mean
1: what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that if you're playing for a team that's fighting for, it's, if it's a mid-table club where you're not fighting for titles or and you're not fighting for relegation. Yeah. Win or lose if you know you're staying up every season, you score or you don't score, you're more, I'm a centre forward and I'm self-driven. Whereas when you're playing to win titles or fighting for relegation, if you score and you don't win, it's like, well, that game meant we didn't get those three points. So it does, it does change the way you think, I'd say, because as you say, when you're winning games and you don't score, you're like, how did I not bag today? But then, when you lose games and you score, you can't win trophies that way. So yeah. it doesn't it doesn't really matter.
0: So over time, you played for England. You even had the very rare privilege of playing for Great Britain at an Olympics. Mm-hmm. Scored over a hundred goals. But after all this and all the teams that you played for and all the success that you've had, what was your proudest moment?
1: Mm. I'd probably say playing in a World Cup. And even though we We wasn't um we wasn't successful I think it's always it was always a dream to to play in a world cup yeah, and I was fortunate enough to score um just to have the experience of wearing you know such an iconic shirt in an in an iconic competition was just an unbelievable feeling and you know i'd honestly say also probably. Playing for England and scoring against Wales that, that time that was one of my proudest moments because I felt as if like it was a big rivalry, a British rivalry. In that, mm. if we if Wales had won their first game, I think we drew our first game. So if we didn't get a point at least, we were we were we were out basically in the group stage against against Wales in the Euros. And um, I scored. I think I might have. I think I set up the first goal. Cross went in, keeper saved it, and then the, the Jamie Vardy bagged. Yeah. And then I scored in literally the last minute. Um, and at the time, it was the, like the, the, the vibes and the elation of the boys and everything was crazy. And I just remember, like, the feeling inside I had when I'd scored and, like, looking back on the videos. But as a kid, when we grew up mm-hmm. and you watch England in the Euros or yeah. a World Cup, you you're involved in the celebrations of it all yeah. but when you're in at the competition you don't feel the vibrations of yeah. the success and the fans going crazy and i remember watching some of them videos from that goal against wales bro and i swear i get goosebumps like yeah. it's like oh my god like i can't believe that moment happened so those two moments i'd say from from my career stand out a, a big a big um, amount for me
0: all right so how about this then I, I said the question I gave you before was loaded. So, mm-hmm. do you think you're perceived how you described yourself earlier as a person and as a player?
1: Uh, no, I don't, I don't think the perception you have of yourself is ever what people believe you to be because the perception you have of yourself is the points which is the attributes you see you have but you also know the attributes you have that People know people would know you for, so people might say, "Oh well, Daniel is will play for himself uh-huh. in a sense of he's a goal driven player." That's what I'm saying. I'm goal driven, yeah, so I'm trying yeah. to bag. Whereas guys could say he's selfish. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, hundred yeah. percent. There's always an, another side to um, the coin mm. in terms of how you're perceived, and I think it's ve- I think it's very, it would be very rare for people to be pers- to be perceived. As they see themselves, mm. so I it's, wouldn't say the perception is exactly the same as what I think, what how I see myself. No,
0: it is interesting what you said, though. Like you said, it's the other side of the coin. But the other side of the coin would suggest an opposite as opposed to the same thing. So to be goal driven yeah. is one thing, but for yeah. someone would then call it greedy. But why would someone be yeah. called? But why would someone from the outside call someone goal driven, but call somebody else greedy? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's those. Yeah. I almost feel like in in football and also in society, it's those little nuances that make big differences because yep. it's the same thing but how you describe it dictates how people will believe it and exactly act on that. it you know what I mean
1: exactly and- that it is and you know what as well another thing which we don't necessarily um, talk about is for instance we're both football players right so we we, we made similar sacrifices to get where we yeah. are today and we all would say I'd probably say most of us have similar stories but the mentality side of it and the mental side of it sorry is is different because you're a defender yeah the psyche of you and the psyche of me is different yeah because I have to be a certain way I have to be wired a certain way in order to be an attacker and to think the way I think like you have to think a certain way so you are probably more team driven than I would be team driven even though I am team driven but for instance I'm not no by no means necessary comparing either of us to Michael Jordan yeah neither of us are nowhere near it's a completely different sport yeah, sure, but yeah. just to use him for his, his the last dance for instance yeah. you look at him and you say is Michael Jordan a team player or is he an individual for for taking the rock and scoring as many mm-hmm. points as he can and you know um, talking to his teammates the way he spoke to them and you know taking all the shots all the last the game winning shots and all those types of things is he a team player or would some of his teammates perceive him as being uh, aggressive, moody, greedy, selfish, yeah. or or is he the greatest player of all time? Yeah. So it, it is the way in which I perceive it is, Michael Jordan's unbelievable. Yeah. But some people might say, well, I couldn't play with Michael Jordan because I couldn't deal with this or I couldn't deal with that. So I think it's to each their own because yeah. it is an opinion. Do you know what I'm saying? It is very much trying to, to juggle... Um, so many personalities. And I think that is a skill. That is a skill that managers have to um, to deal with on a day to day. That's why they get paid so much as managers, because they're dealing with so many different personalities. And it is tough.
0: Yeah, I think to be honest, though, for you as a striker, compared to me as a defender, I think one thing which you guys have in your favour is that regardless of whatever people say, you will ultimately be judged on your stats. Like, someone Mm. could say that you're great or you're not or whatever. But when you can present, like, your goal record of basically at this moment in time being 1-3 in throughout a career, like, you can just say to people, just shut up. Like, just look at this. It's like, well, Mm. there you go. Whereas for me, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm a good defender. And they'll be like, oh, how many clean sheets you kept? And I've played some really good games and not kept a clean sheet. And I've had some horrors and have been a clean sheet. They've been a clean sheet. So what I'm going to say, like, I always say this for, like, perspective. I know my impact on a game, but it's not necessarily really big obvious things, but the big obvious things, mm-hmm. the things which I don't want to promote anyway, like my highlight reel yeah. from a year could be making slide tackles or winning headers. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I don't want to see that myself. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's just it's the, it's the way that it is. So let me ask you a question then uh-oh. just before you carry on. Uh-oh. Let me ask Here you a question go.
1: because you've asked me questions now I need to ask you something. No
0: you don't, but go for it.
1: I do. I want to ask you. I want to ask you a question. Go. On. Name me. Uh-oh your favourite teammates throughout your career and your favourite players you've played with throughout your career?
0: Uh, Favourite teammates? Uh, I think ultimately my favourite teammates will be the ones who I still speak to to this day because I view the game uh, in a way whereby you have lots of colleagues and people people who you play with, but our lives go beyond after our retirement. And I've always been able to click with people who I think behave in a really normal way. Like mm-hmm. it's more than just they're more than just football itself. So yeah. for people who I've known the longest, there'll be people like you, there's Micah, there's Joe Hart, um even like Jolie Lescott now, uh yeah. Fraser Campbell's, uh Ishmael Miller's. So these are people who, like with similar sort of ages. Yeah. But they just you know what I mean, is you click because it's goes beyond just playing. Yeah. Like there's some exactly people who you that. speak to five days a week because you're at work, and there's some people you speak to five days a week outside of work as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a different type of energy, so yeah. they would be some of the ones. And I think I've been lucky because a lot of those guys as well. So like, if I'm forgetting anyone, I'm sorry about that. But those people have all been really good players as well. Yeah. And as a consequence, we both we all see the game the same way, so we play the game the same way, and we tr- we're there to complement each other as opposed to compete against each other. You know what I mean? Uh, of course. But then, as far as like best players and stuff, be the same as you saw at City and popping in, just looking at that City team now, anyone that was there from when I was still there, like they're outrageous players, like from David Silvers to yeah. even Vincent Companies and people like that. Like it's, it's they're different, you know what I mean? They're, they're,
1: Do you remember when Vinny first came to City?
0: Bro, he played in centre midfield.
1: I remember thinking this guy is massive. <laughs> Centre mids. I like, remember. What Sturge, the hell?
0: I I was with him that maybe the summer before, or I went to watch one of his games. He was playing for Hamburg against like Mönchengladbach. He had the mm. number ten on his back for Hamburg. He was playing attacking <laughs> midfield with Raphael van der Vaart.
1: Craziness. Vincent
0: company. That's what he was, was doing. The,
1: wait, who was the other right? Was it? No, it wasn't Vanderbilt. There was another sick guy who played for Anderlecht and then obviously moved. Same
0: Van Den Boy, yeah, 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 yeah. He was wild, was. Yeah. Yeah, like, was wild, yeah. But like that's who that's who Vincent was, but then I also remember how tough he was when he was trying to play midfield, but he had like a broken toe. So he got a hole in the side of his boots. You remember? His bunion yes, was sticking I out. I remember yes, it I clear as day. We were playing Arsenal away, and there is a guy with a pair of Nike boots on, and then just his bunion just sticking out the side of it.
1: <laughs> it was sort of my, honestly one of the best players as well. I'd say I forgot Vinny, but what a guy! Yeah, like, for real. What
0: a guy! And he's relentless as well. Like one thing I, I can never fault his approach because he is ruthless. Mm. In the same way, I'd talk to you in a game, yeah. Vincent. I see him just trying to eat people alive who are his friends. Like he doesn't, mm. he doesn't care. Like yeah. he could be playing a game, Like I think it was. When we were on tour in America one time, we we're playing against uh, Inter Milan, and Samuel Eto'o was playing up front. And mm-hmm. I think Vinny was just kicking him first half, like he does, just kicked him. So then Yaya and Colo trying to speak to him at half-time, saying, "Can you calm down? It's uh, it's Samuel it's And he's like, "No," because Samuel Eto'o like he's one of the African, like one of the big players from the nation, from the sorry, yeah. from the from the continent. And um Vinny was like. Nah, he said every time he complains, going to kick him again. And I watched with my own eyes. Every time he complained, he kicked him again. But that's somebody <laughs> Vinny looks up to and respects, but he doesn't yeah. care. When it's game time. I
1: had some battles with that guy, boy.
0: Yeah, for real. When it's game time, it's game time.
1: Battles with that guy, man. But anyway, Yeah,
0: for real. Let's switch the pace up anyway, yeah? So here's the big reveal for the podcast and for a lot of other people. How about if I said to you, in quotation marks, girl, I love you that's all i ever do does that mean anything to you
1: big tune do you remember it chief of b produced yeah
0: that's right for anyone who didn't know <laughs> i did do...
1: <laughs>
0: hey, re- i produced that a song was, i hey, produced a song and it had two singers on it two singers on it one micah richards and one daniel sturridge and i remember one thing about it
1: wait wasn't Brad on that as well
0: no nah, because you wouldn't have been rapping it was just you two singing i had a diff- I had different ah. ones with brad but I remember you, so you could sing. That was good. But Michael, though, dearie, Horrendous. mate dearie, dearie, mate, it's the most nasally thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell me you've mentioned that to me over the years. Honestly, I, I, I still remember sitting in your car, listening to that song. Like, yeah. I remember going to your house, Um, we was in, like, your bedroom, and you had your set and everything. Was it, your bedroom or was yeah, it, it Was the, bedroom, yeah. bedroom your, the your bedroom? Yeah, bedroom, yeah. Bedroom yeah. the bedroom, we recorded it and whatnot. And then what? I remember, like, was it, was it Carrington, like, oh. listening to it in the car? When I was, I was like, to, geez,
0: when I was trying to mix like, it and put the but... two bits together, I just kept turning Micah's oh, sound man. just lower and lower and lower because it's just not acceptable.
1: Nah, it was miles off it. <laughs> it. was miles
0: off it. What a time now. So the no. reason I mention music anyway is because... Do you have a label now?
1: I do have a label. Um, Dudley Road Records. We've released quite a, quite a few songs. Any artists out there who believe... They've got the stuff.
0: <laughs> Why say do, it like that?
1: <laughs> got the stuff. Do hit me up. And, oh, uh, my
0: goodness gracious me. He no, but all jokes
1: stuff. aside, I do have a record label. It's based in Birmingham. Um, and it's not just Birmingham talent. I mean, we've got a, a group from LA called, signed called The Wave. Uh, got artists from Birmingham, producers. So we, we do everything pretty much. Um, and I really do enjoy it. I think that was probably one of the first times where I'd say I've really kind of found love for music we've always loved music yeah. we've always gone back and forth I'd probably say you'd be my biggest and toughest challenge in a clash yeah. although Micah would be up there yeah, CB Island deeper. knows his stuff as well yeah. but I think, I think you would be my toughest competition in a clash although I probably have lost to Micah once or twice based off of People being gassed up more by him than me yeah of course that's what um, he does that's what he does that's, that's how he, he gets yeah. people on his side yeah 100 percent. you know how he laughs and everything like that yeah, so he 100%. ends up he ends up winning based off personality yeah
0: yeah yeah I see that.
1: um but we all had a, such a love for music growing up you know we'd always try and find songs like yeah on, on the websites and we download mixtapes yeah and we'd buy mixtape like all that stuff it was a different era back then yeah for sure uh, so I'd say that was probably one of the first times I really found had a love for music when I started getting involved in and yeah. seeing you produce and seeing you do all that stuff it was just like whoa like it's fun, man. you can do this or do you know what I mean yeah, so it's, it's do you still produce man.
0: now no 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 not at all I've got, I've got a wife and three kids now for, I'll be honest the moment, the moment my wife moved in with me that was it it was done Everything she was, was done.
1: like, I'm like, babe, so what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of these decks.
0: Um... The thing is, it's the amount of time it takes. So it was always in a basement. But if I went off to try and produce something or DJ, I'd be down there for like yeah. six hours. But yeah. she's not going to be just me sitting upstairs like, okay, this is fun that we've moved in together. We're having, we're having yeah, lots exactly. of fun here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. it's, uh, like, I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll come upstairs. And then before I know it, dust. That was it. That's it, done? I, I know, I know. Crazy. So how do you... So you say if anyone... Is good and wants to reach out. Like, how can you help these artists?
1: Just giving them a platform. Um, we basically market the music, we distribute, we would get distribution for the music. So distribution would be, we'd help get it pitched to playlists, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Tidal, whatever you, you yeah. use, um, YouTube music. Um we would just try and, and build the artists. A fan base try and help them to become successful I'm a big advocate of letting the artists be who they are as well because I think I try and approach the music business the same way I approach football yeah. or if I was a football if I was a manager of, fo- of football um I would want to give somebody the opportunity to be who they want to be. Yeah. as opposed to cuz I don't I think this in this day and age it's probably a lot different to how it was when we were growing up yeah. music wise. When we were growing up gangster rap was what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? We listened to 50 and yeah. guys like that were huge when when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. And then you had the R&B guys um who were growing up like the Franciscos and people like that who yeah, were like yeah. underground but yeah. they had a vibe. Yeah. Nowadays there's so much Different personalities, and there's not one criteria which you have to be to be successful. Yeah, you could be at home recording you in your bedroom, in your wardrobe, or whatever it may be, and that's where you've made one of the biggest hits. Yeah, yeah. in the, of the year. So for sure, I think just let people be them and and fund them live, trying to live their dreams and be successful.
0: Do you think uh, the music side of you now will ever be more important to you than the football?
1: As I get older, definitely. Um.
0: um. All right, here's another I think, thing I, I think so here's a shameless plug anyway so the uh the podcast has a music playlist it's available in the show notes everyone and it's called kickback and I want you to give me a song for, or maybe two from someone that's on your um on your label, that label. You, should, you should listen to
1: what kind of music is it it's, it's
0: kickback man you know I'm just I'm just chilling just I'm kickback, trying to give people chill, something a so bit you're different you
1: you're not turning up, you're not ending.
0: Uh No, not last time I checked. As a big man turning thirty-four this year, All I don't right, really cool. try and find a lot of that type of music.
1: Alright, cool. So we're gonna go with um we'll go with Capstone Heights, Champagne, Slow Record.
0: Okay. You
1: know what I'm saying? And then I'm gonna go with uh The Wave and I would say um probably Probably Shea Butter, I'd say. Or Four Seasons, Four Seasons. Four Seasons. Four Seasons, yeah, Four and Seasons. And that's
0: The Wave, WAV, yeah?
1: Yep, WAV, The.WAV. The,
0: yeah you see because i oh know i get the lingo because i'm more cool and technical yeah i mean you know, are
1: cool like yeah, that you know, you, I mean? know like, you
0: know you know
1: nobody knows that
0: so you you mentioned to me yesterday that you're thinking of having your own for your own podcast and obviously like yes. this is your first and i'm sure you're yeah. having a great time it's actually like,
1: my very first time on a podcast so thanks for having me by the way
0: no, that's all right man It's right i can see you're enjoying yourself
1: obviously i'm six months late but it's it's what it is <laughs>
0: That was a very, very awkward podcast. (laughs) Let's just say that. But anyway, um, so you want to start one? Tell me why.
1: I mean, I I listen to podcasts a lot. um, And I just think it's a really good space because, like you said to me yesterday, you can actually talk about whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And... I would I would like to say I, I have good conversations with people Yeah, I am the kind of person who will, will throw a debate out there like the other day we were having a debate about who would win in a battle Ja Rule or Fab and I was like don't put some respect on Ja Rule's name I said 10 hit records uh-huh. and people said Ja Rule some people said Fab. who you got 10 songs <sighs> Ten. Ja Rule or Fab just 10 hit records
0: see this is the thing for me it depends on the audience
1: I'm saying hit records, Chief, so it don't matter about the audience, nothing. I'm saying if you had to say who has the better 10 hits.
0: Okay. I will say I will say for me personally, I'm jaded because when 50 and Jaru had the say. thing.
1: Everywhere you're going right now tells me say, you're saying fab.
0: Let me finish. Yeah, so I'm what jaded. Say. Let me finish. Because right, I, from it. back when I went for 50 over the Jaru situation from back then. Yeah. So yep. as a consequence, the energy I have towards Ja Rule songs isn't the same as somebody who was either neutral or on Ja Rule's side. And yep. I appreciate he's got hits and stuff like that, yep. but I was always like a naive child that I was. I was always like, well, I can't listen to this. This is like like 50's my brother or something. Like, I'm not gonna yep. listen to this, I'm not gonna enjoy this. So I've, I've had more enjoyment throughout my life from listening to Fabulous. And yep. I get Ja Rule is Ja Rule and he's that guy. Yep. But also for me, lyrically, I prefer Fabulous.
1: 50, that was why I knew you was going to say that <laughs> I would, I said Ja that was me because I agree with you we were in the same boat growing up and yeah. I think the majority of people were on 50's side at that point because yeah. I think he was he was on the reserve he was the guy he yeah. was that guy that was at the top of the game and Ja was the man yeah. before him Yeah. Um. so it was a changing of the guards as such and I think 50's alpha male yeah. personality and wanting to get rid of someone in a way that was like, you can't listen to this guy's music because I'm saying so. Yeah. And I think people at the time were on his team more, but I think when I looked at Ja Rule's resume, I was just like, for me, it's a difficult, it's a it's a crazy question to ask because I don't think it's a fair battle because Fab's had a 20-year career, mm. whereas Ja was at the top of the business yeah. for maybe two, two to three years. Yeah. And then after that, you also got the fiery fest tobacco, which you know also that stained, adds him. To...
0: that stained him so hard.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He also adds to the to the tainted view. But well, I will never disrespect. I think Jarul for me was one of the best, better artists, not rappers, yeah, artists of that generation. So that's why I said ten, 10 songs. I'm going. I'm going ja Rule.
0: Yeah, I I see I see what you're saying, and I, I like. It's it's close because I do respect Rule, but it's a toss mm. up again. Just because, like I say, I I think Fabulous is a better rapper. I 100%, think I think Jarell had bigger hits.
1: Bigger hits. That's what that's what no.
0: Yeah, he did have he did have bigger hits, but I didn't necessarily like them as much as the Fabulous mm. tracks. Okay. So as a consequence, like I'll say, yeah, yeah. this sold more or whatever, but that's because yeah, yeah. he had a, maybe he had a shanty on the chorus you yeah. know what I mean like that's a different type of energy whereas Fabulous yeah. has got like Lil Mo and stuff like that who's not yeah. the same as the Shanti. you know yeah, what I mean I still, yeah, it's, it's different it's right. different It is. so it is. yeah so the podcast game I hope you do it and when you do mm-hmm. like I'll listen I'm ready for a very oh, small you, fee for a very small fee well, I'll know, be a guest on your show
1: we're not talking footy though
0: it's fine if I. we have listen, a conversation
1: I... me and you are talking music because you are I am ready probably the most knowledgeable footballer I know when it comes to music. So I'd love to have that conversation. Uh,
0: Listen, I'm ready. I'm all for it. Like football is something which like, I want to talk about your football and your career because it's been an exceptional career and I don't want to skim over it. But I want people to get to know you more so, you know what I mean? And to see what it's like to be you and to have been you in those times. Like I don't. When we talk about football, we don't talk about a game that's coming or a game that was just last week. It's, you know, like oh, you know, we played really well. Uh, we're just gonna go and train hard this week, and uh, you yeah. know, we're gonna try, we're gonna try our best <laughs> to rectify the situation. Like yeah. that's that's Those not what I want to hear. That
1: we were all taught as kids
0: yeah, line. like I've heard that every week for the last seventeen years. This is yep. this is for me. This is different. And anyway, who yep. knows? Your, maybe your podcast will be the one where in the future you get one hundred and one million. You know how Rogan's got that 100 mil deal? You've got to aim higher, huh?
1: Listen, I'm, you see the thing with me, Chief? When it comes outside of, of football, Yeah. I'm realistic, mate. If I can make 10 pounds <laughs> from a podcast, I'm happy. Because, there's a lot, this and that, That but that guy right there does podcast. he's, the pinnacle of yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean the pinnacle of the business so realistic and you know as well i would say i'm not a deluded guy in thinking that because i'm daniel Sturridge, a football player that if i do the music business yeah i'm automatically going to be successful like For sure. i've always said it's a five year plan to get to a place of just being successful and yeah. being in the green and making money and being happy um and having a you know a wide range of artists and having huge hit records. Right now we don't we haven't had a hit record yet. Yeah. And we're three years in. Yeah. And um currently in negotiations to sign a new deal and so on and so forth. So that's something that is is interesting because when you retire from the game, obviously we're both not retired now, yeah. but I feel like your mentality has to change yeah, of course, in yeah. business. Yeah. And that's where a lot of footballers do get lost because they try and use the same mentality they had as a player. And it's a different work ethic. It's a different mentality that you have to operate with. Yep. And if you don't change the way you are as a person and the way you think, then you won't be successful. That That's one thing I've learned so far.
0: Yeah, for sure. it's, it's the, the real world is very, very different to the world that we've very been different. in for, for so many years. Um, Definitely. Uh, you know and as well you said you as a player is different to you in that world but you as a player will always bring an audience and I think it's up to you then to try and figure out how to make that work like I'm very fortunate because I have two people who help me with this show who mean that all I have to do is talk to people but everything else like people saying oh your Instagram looks so fly I'm like yeah yeah knowing full well it's got nothing to do with me I'm like yeah Oh, the audio is great. I'm like, yeah, you know, knowing full hey, well again, team, that's got nothing to do it with is me. It's all
1: about the team. It's the guys behind the camera who don't get the props, they don't get the respect, they don't get the, the you know, yep. everyone picking them up. Yeah. So, these two, I, I mean, think my I would, two are scared of the though. I'd like, like for you to tell me who's behind the camera, give them their shine right now.
0: Skylar Warwick, she's the MVP, Ryan Hale the other MVP like if it wasn't for them I'd be I'd be in shambles honestly I would have quit this a long time ago but (laughs) instead instead, I love it it's like brilliant I come in see good people do good shows well
1: congratulations by the way man as I said I'm I'm proud to be on the show I'm proud of you for everything you've Listen. accomplished in the game so I've never told you that um, next time no. next to get time. where you are next in time. your life next time everything.
0: next time no. when I say be, when I say the me? studio why? is booked for X for this time just assume that it's not just a casual chat I don't need a studio to talk to you alright Do you get it alright chief yeah, okay, right, let's have some fun anyway, yeah? Let's go. Some fun to wrap it up. So, who do you think would have had the better career if you and Micah changed positions? Micah? Micah up front.
1: Versus me at the back. Yeah, centre half or right back?
0: Uh, well, you could go if left, I'm back. left back. Yeah. I left back, you think me? You think you, yeah? Why is that? But
1: if I'm playing centre half, no left chance.
0: back. Okay, we'll go left back then. Actually, no, because just for the record, I just in case, I don't want to gaslight you or anything, but Micah doesn't have a great goal record. That,
1: that, that's what I was going to say. If we're talking about with the attributes that we have right now, yes, versus if we trained to be that position, if Micah trained to be a center forward since he was a kid, I think Meek would have been a better striker Yeah, but him because you've because basically but, turned out to be yeah. a lesser drug something
0: like that, <laughs> because he's that a little, that strong a little, and little that Diddy drug bar.
1: He's that strong and that fast, and he can jump so high. It's like yeah, he's so bound to score ten headers a season. All right,
0: so the two of you then—the th- concept is you've both—you both have to play out of position for the rest of you, like for like a career.
1: I think I, I think I think I'd probably be better at left back.
0: And why is that? Because you've been left back. they're just not there the bombing forward one. You I know you'd be Marcelo. I'd, You're Marcelo.
1: I I try and be skillful and then get twisted up by the winger.
0: Marcelo, you would literally <laughs> be Marcelo.
1: Yeah, I I think I think. If you, if you train long enough and get taught by a good coach, you can change positions. Like, look at Ashley Young. Like, he's playing, yeah. he's playing left back. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Okay.
0: So, so what I are you saying, though? But Micah done, still can't do it up I top. I would get
1: twisted every week. I know it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not deluded. I'd get twisted up every week.
0: All right. So, would from this position right now, okay, from where we are in the world, would you rather never play football again or never hear new music again?
1: never hear new music
0: yeah again. like forever like everything wherever your catalogue is right now you could never hear anything new or different again
1: or I could play football forever
0: <laughs> no 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 <clears throat> well you could theoretically play football forever like you can play your career and then after you've mm. finished playing your career you can continue playing or whatever right or like I say there's no no new release no new anything from no, anyone I, I've,
1: got enough, I've got enough music to, to... you think so bro I think the music we have from the 90s and the early 2000s, those albums could could serve me well.
0: So you don't think it's ever going to get better then? That's what you're saying?
1: I just think it was a different time. Okay. And I, I, I think if if you're asking me which genre and which era I prefer the most... I'm going 90s, 2000s over anything I'm I'm hearing, I've heard in the last 10 years, 100%.
0: That's cool. I was trying to throw words in your mouth. Thank you. Uh, So would you rather be uh, a top... Like You're going to be talking top fives now, yeah? Would you rather be a top five, say, musician or recording artist or a top five footballer in the world?
1: I think top five footballer, obviously... You'd have to say footballer, but I think top five musician, your lifestyle is different. So it depends. If if I want to be a wild cat, then I'm going to go with a musician. But if I want to be, you no, know, dedicated. You could still be a
0: wild cat and be, be a top f- five footballer.
1: footballer what you say?
0: You could still be a wild cat and be a top five footballer though. You can't. You don't reckon? Can't. You don't reckon?
1: On Do, you much dedication. Do you have to be dedicated to, to get to that level? All right. So I'd go football, I'd
0: say. All right. So this is, again, is a loaded question. So you're Mm -hmm. playing against a team now, yeah? And it's penalty shootout. Mm -hmm. And someone from the opposition is stepping up to take the penalty. And if they miss, then you win. Yeah? Mm -hmm. But you've got to pick that player who you've played with, who you'd hope would be taking the penalty, whereby if they miss, your team wins. (laughs) Because I know who I'd say, but I want to know who you'd say.
1: You better not say Meeks.
0: that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, Meeks, listen. I hope Meeks sees this, by the way. Yeah. I was gonna. <laughs> <really not. I, laughs> you remember
0: his penalty in America? Was it that? It's still. It's not landed <laughs> yet.
1: The one that hit the roof. Yes,
0: that one. <laughs> yeah, that
1: that was that was crazy. I mean, shoot, I could, I couldn't, I wouldn't say Meeks. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus. No, go for honest. it. That's what we're here for. Um, let me think. To miss a guaranteed to miss a pen. No,
0: it's not guaranteed, but someone who you'd be thinking, yeah, he's gonna miss.
1: He, he might he might miss. He's a
0: good chance he's gonna miss. Like where you tap someone um, on the shoulder and be like, yeah, he's gonna miss. Sh- so you're thinking, <laughs> Mike, you can't get my head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, bro. It's a crazy question. <laughs> just say his yo. name. Just say his name. It's a
0: crazy question. Nah, <laughs> just say his name. I'm not saying me, but just my say his boy, name. Baby. Nah,
1: man. I can't just can't say his do, name, bro.
0: Just say his name. I don't
1: know. I don't know.
0: Just don't say his know. name. Just say
1: it. Just say I'm it. not saying it, bro. <laughs>
0: I'm not doing it. But I can I see you thinking it, though.
1: No, I'm, I'm. I can't even. My mind's gone blank. I can't. I can't
0: you know think. full well you want to say him.
1: I don't. I don't you, want to say him.
0: So you think he'd there's score one. a penalty then?
1: No, I'm saying I'm not saying he's a good penalty taker, but I'm saying if everything's on the line and he's got to take this penalty to keep his team in the competition, locked in, I think he could he could score.
0: No, he, anyone could score, <laughs> but no.
1: See, you're making out as if he's the worst player you've ever oh. seen.
0: Right, take here's a here here here's a sample of like his penalty. So we had that one where he kicked it extremely high, and it's like that GIF or meme of him just like with his leg extended, yeah. But when we were on the same team playing for England, I was number eleven, he was number ten, and he asked me to swap penalties with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what do you mean swap with me?
1: <laughs> oh my god, man! Shut up. So
0: he me, asked man. to swap with me. I was baffled. I was like, what? He what do you mean? Him. Like, there's no one beyond me. Like, are you, all right? you
1: swap with him, though.
0: We never got to us because we were oh, nervous. By the one. way, we were dripping. Like
1: Wait, was that was that uh, against um, Holland?
0: No, it was against uh Sweden. Two years later, but yeah, honestly, oh, okay. mate. If you want to see what fear looks like, get a, get the footage of me and Micah. Get on,
1: get what... on both your faces. Yeah,
0: as penalties were flying in <laughs> at that time. <top. laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Honestly, it's, is, it's real fear. I was like, oh, that's good. another one. Oh, great penalty, guys. Uh, oh, right. uh. what,
1: what number are we on? Seven? Yeah, four.
0: Listen, when he got there, I was like, yo, <laughs> this is getting so real. <laughs> oh,
1: that is brilliant, man.
0: So would you rather win a league and not mm-hmm. score a goal that season or be the top scorer in the league and finish mid-table?
1: Have I never won a league before?
0: Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah.
1: If I've never won a league, then... Actually, no, win the league, bruv. What am I on about?
0: So you'd rather win the league and not score? Yeah. You're a liar. Why are you lying to me? You've just said you're driven by goals. You've just said you want to go on a one-year goal route.
1: Think about it, bro. When it's all said and done,
0: no, oh, here we go.
1: Do you want to say... Here we go. Do you want What well, I mean, do you want to say to your grandkids, I finished top scorer, but we finished mid-table, or I won the Premier League? There's no question.
0: But do you feel you've contributed to it if you haven't scored a goal as a striker, though?
1: Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> so you try and just take the medal?
1: But, no, what it is is, all right, you've not scored a goal, but if you've played every game and you've contributed, then you know you've contributed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you've you've not played a single minute and you've not scored a single goal, but you win a medal, then I'm going with scored top scorer and mid table, hundred percent.
0: Okay. Well, if I've
1: contributed and I've not scored, I'm going with winning the league.
0: Contributed? You ran a few channels, yeah. That's yeah. You,
1: you, new channels, man. No, nah, you're, you for, you're lying.
0: Like you've gone this far telling the truth, and now you just lying, just lying to the people.
1: How? I just said if I've played, if I'm under, if I've not played a single minute. You. And I've not
0: I'm sick of you. Then I'm
1: I'm going centre forward. I'm getting sick goals. of you.
0: I'm getting sick of you and these lies. As soon as as soon as we start recording, I know exactly what you'll be saying. I know exactly what you'll be saying. and It's not what you've just said for the last so five you minutes. So, are
1: suggesting that i want to finish um, top scorer and mid table?
0: I didn't say that. It came out of your mouth, and you like the idea of it. You can see thinking it no, thinking no. about it now. I can see the cogs turning.
1: Listen, I said to you, it depends on. The contribution of me not scoring a goal, if I've played every game, I'm going with that. But if I've not played, I'm going top scorer at mid-table, 100%. Right.
0: So anyway, now you've done lying, um, just one last... I need one thing from you. Yeah, roll your eyes. Go on. Uh, yep. I'd like to know a five-a-side team of the best... The best five-a-side team you could make of players you've played with.
1: Best five-a-side played with... Um, is this based off of creating the best team versus I can put any player on the pitch just uh,
0: based off
1: skills and being sick at five side Just the question think, I you have, you basically,
0: you're trying to create a five-a-side team where if we actually had a five-a-side tournament in the world of people who, who could play, this would be yeah. the team which you'd put forward to win it.
1: Okay, um, Ashley Cole, Steven Gerrard. Um, I'd
0: go... Ooh, tough now, eh?
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking... This isn't including me, right?
0: Yeah, you're not involved, no.
1: So, Ashley Cole, Stephen Gerrard, um, Coutinho,
0: uh-huh.
1: Stevie Island...
0: And then a the goalkeeper. And... you going without a nine, yeah?
1: Oh, I need a keeper. So I've got to take one of them guys out. I yeah, know. exactly. So I said, Ashley Cole, Steven Gerrard. Then you uh, said
0: Coutinho, then Stevie.
1: Yeah, Coutinho. Um, so we're taking Stevie. I go front.
0: And then who's in goal?
1: And then my goalkeeper would be... Um... Oh, it's a toss-up between Casp and, and, and Hardy, isn't it? Yeah,
0: the boys, it's that toss-up again like back in the day. on Do you remember that? <sighs> yeah. You listen, just so you know, I think they both listen.
1: Well, in that case, I'll pick someone else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, i kidding. Um, pick whoever you want.
1: Honestly, Fiverr side, I'll go with Casp, you yeah, I hated one on ones against Casper.
0: Yeah, I see that.
1: Just sick. Yeah, I sure. remember one time. Let me tell you a story about that. Just before I carry it, before we whatever oh. you want to say after this, bro. I remember running through one on one. We were winning, and I tried to chip him based off of the fact that. I'm running full power and he's running out and he knew exactly the same thing that you did. He knew exactly what I was going to do and he was like, Studge, it's me. (laughs) I know how you play and I'm like, yeah, you're right, bro. You know exactly how I play. Just like Hardy when I played against him, it's like, one of the hardest guys to score against just because he knew how it played. So yeah. both I'd to go with Kasper, man. His shot stopping's a joke.
0: Yeah, both of those two. They, they've, as Me as a defender who takes shot in, shots in training, they live in my head. Like, I don't yeah. get to shoot often. But those days when I'm shooting and they're just there waiting for it, like, oh, I've given him the eyes. Oh,
1: and you know what? Those two were the worst for verbals I've ever trained oh, with yes. as well. Yes, Huge They fans. loved it. Yes. They loved it, mate. They lived for it. Like, yeah. no other keeper I've played with has been so verbal when you've missed a shot. Yeah, for sure. Like, I remember Harty must have been, we were playing for England, and he, he's kept abusing the players who were shooting and missing. And it might have got to the point where we've, we've all missed 20 shots. <laughs> like, to the point where 20 shots in a <laughs> row have all been missed. And then the last shot, I think Lamps banged it, banged it top bin dipped it in the top bin and then he shot up after that but for yeah. 20 shots in a row he had everyone on toast
0: yeah that he, they were good at that they were good Unreal. at that yeah, so my last question anyway is what's next for you
1: Um, back on the football pitch enjoying um, scoring goals helping the team be successful and then doing a podcast with you in a few years
0: yeah yeah not that
1: um, and you know just trying to be just trying to put my best foot forward and be successful in football until my career is all said and done and then after that trying to be successful in the business world
0: yeah perfect man well i'll be watching out and i'll be expecting big things because i think you've done big things so far so thank you very much thank bro. you
1: very much bro i appreciate i appreciate you guys for allowing me on the show um and i appreciate you for giving me the opportunity to be here for the seventh time
0: listen it's, it's great you, you could have been on like eight months ago but it's fine we we move on we move on, <laughs> eh? we move on we Good
1: speech, right? brother thank you very much man appreciate yeah. you alright bro bye
0: so there you have it ladies and gentlemen the man that is Daniel Storage. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and can appreciate what a brilliant career he's had to date and no doubt there's plenty more to come but with that it's time to give thanks and first I'd like to thank the dream team that is Mr Ryan Hale and Miss Skylar Warwick Thank you to Martin Air Studios, Draper, Utah. Uh, yeah, and to all the listeners, thank you very much. Be sure to uh, to subscribe to the show. And as well, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's kickback underscore Just know that we appreciate you. And we'll be back soon.